It's family worship day, first Sunday of the month. It's always exciting. It's always fun. There's always a lot more energy in the room. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe because the age, the age range average dips quite a bit. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Let's pray as we uh, prepare our hearts for worship this morning. Lord, thank you for gathering us together in this, in this place where we can worship you freely. Not a lot of places in this world that that's true. So help us, Lord, not to take that for granted. Help us, Lord, to be thankful and grateful, not only for the freedoms that we have in this country, in the United States, but the freedom that we have in Christ. Free us, Lord. Thank you for breaking those chains of bondage and making us free in you to, to live and to breathe and to serve you and to serve others, to share you with other people who don't know you and who need you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Let's all stand up together. Hop along with us.
Amen. Lord, give you thanks for the great freedom that you give us in Christ. shall come.
you didn't want heaven. Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name Death. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are You have no rival, and you have no equal, now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the We stand humbly before you in the powerful, awesome, wonderful, beautiful name of Jesus. Would you be glorified today in each one of us? In Jesus' name. Go ahead and be seated. And do you want the children to come forward? Okay, let's have all the Promised Land children come on forward. Gather around in front.
All right, hello everyone. Hello. Hi. Hey, so, so to start the new year, I want to know for you Promised Land people, um, what is it that you are afraid of? What is it in this life that you're afraid of? What are you afraid of? Anyone? Ethan, what are you afraid of? School. School, okay. Why are you afraid of school? Something about school that you're afraid of. All right. Uh, you're afraid of teachers. Oh, wow. What is it about the teachers that you're afraid of? They're strict. Okay, do they bite you? No? They what? They kick chairs. Wow. What school do you go to? What school do you go to that they kick chairs? Huh? You're at Ferguson. Okay. Okay. Any? Anyone else? Anything else you're afraid of? Spiders. Oh, what? What's? What's scary about spiders? Their legs. Their legs. Okay. Anyone else? All right. I have a bag here. There's something inside. Okay. Does somebody want to reach your hand in here and grab what's inside? Are you sure? Are you sure it's? It might be kind of scary. You guys aren't aren't scared of this? Okay. All right, Ison. Or no, I already called in you, Jojo. Okay, don't look inside. You can't look inside. Okay, just pull it out. Pull it out? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. But well, there's something else in there. Oh, it's a Milky Way bar. Okay. So how did you know that there wasn't something scary inside here? Jojo, how did you know there wasn't something scary inside here? No, but like there's this wire going in. Maybe it was something like hot or like a buzzing thing or how did you know that there was nothing in there? It's just a wire. It's just a wire. Okay. Fred, Fred, were you afraid when she when she reached her hand in here? No. Because it's me, that's why you weren't afraid? Because you, you trust me? Okay, you trust me more than what meets the eye? Okay, this, this cord, okay, it's, it could have been plugged in, right? And it turns out it's not, okay? It's just, it's just a wire, that's right. Okay, but the thing is, when, you're, when there's a situation, okay, you, you trust the person more than you trust the situation, okay? And you trusted me, okay? That's it. And the same thing goes for when, um, when we have a situation with God, okay? We can always trust in God more than we can the situation, right? That's it. Um, so who are our, our, our Promised Land teachers today? Okay, Polly and Francis... Grade one to three. Um, one to three go with Polly and Francis. Pre-K. Pre-K with uh, Herman and Ellie. Okay, four to six with Sammy. She's in the back already. Okay. Thank you, guys. Well, again, good morning and welcome to Harvest Community Church. We're really... Pleased to have you present with us here this morning. Just want to highlight a few announcements before we get started here. Uh, men, join us for coffee and donuts Saturday. This, that's this Saturday, January 13th from 7 to 8.30 at Woodbridge Village Center. See Eric Tom for details. Great times. The park will meet also the same that night, January 13th, 7 to 9 at Irvine Presbyterian. Uh, see Michael if you have questions. Our next prayer circle will be in two weeks, which is January 17th from 8 to 9 
And then also two weeks, uh, not this week, but the following week, uh, January 18th, the seniors will be having their meeting at 1230 at Irvine Presbyterian. And then prayer and praises. We certainly want to keep our leaders in prayer. It's funny this morning, my daughter came up to me and said, hey, Dad, it's that guy who spoke at the hotel last week. He's here. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're so pleased to have Pastor Gary with us. You know, it's like, you know, it, it's, it, it's, uh, uh, it's a real blessing. And, and as, as, you know, obviously we're still in a time of transition, and we're so blessed to have Pastor Gary. Let's pray for Pastor Gary this week. Let's lift them up, and let's lift the leaders up, too, that, that, during our, this overall time, as we redefine who we are and, and what we're about, let's pray for our leaders, and let's keep them in prayer this week. And then, speaking of praying for our leaders, as a, as a congregation, as a church of Christ, we, we should be praying for our leaders of the nation as well. Scary times? Absolutely. You know, you hear more about missiles than ever before, and it's just, it's just strange times, and just, it's, it's almost depressing the more we hear the news, isn't it? So let's, let's, let's pray for our leaders uh, of this nation as well this week. So uh, thank, thank you for those prayers. As we transi- transition to our message for today, really appropriate for what I just said, uh, just talked about, it's a lifestyle of faith and not fear. And it's so applicable, not just for our life. I don't know what you think about when you hear that. You know, I think about work and all the challenges I have there and all the things I'm, I'm like, sad about or, or worried about. Or, and then more corporately for this nation, are we in a time of peace? Is this time of peace sustainable or not? Certainly, a lot of scary things out there. So how do we live a life of faith and not in fear? And that's what we're going to learn about today. John. Ah, good. All right. So, Happy New Year, everyone. It's the first, uh, it's the first Sunday of 2018. Um, so, Happy New Year to everyone. So welcome to 2018. So I have a question for all of you. In your life, are you stressed out? Okay, are you stressed out? Raise your hand if, you, if you're stressed out in your life. Nobody's stressed out? Okay. I, I think, it's, I think um, if you don't raise your hand, probably you're not human. Um, everybody, everybody is stressed out in life because there's so many things going on, right? Um, why? Okay. There's so many things going on, right? Jobs, kids, relationships, health, finances. I'm stressed out out about a lot of different things, okay? Um, But for me, the biggest thing um, that that makes me stressed out um, is fear. I fear the future. And let me just just tell you a little bit of a story about that to illustrate, okay? Um, Trash cans. Very scary trash cans, right? Okay, so I'm coming home from work. Okay, I've had a very long day. My, jo- my boss tells me I'm not doing a very good job at work. Okay, that's always really fun. And so on, on, on the drive home, I finally calm myself down a little bit, right? And then when I drive up and I, I see these garbage cans, right? Well, what's the big deal about the garbage cans? I worked a very long day. And now I have to take the garbage cans in? Can't anybody take the garbage cans in? I have to fix everything around the house, and I have to take the garbage cans in? Is this for real? Like, can't somebody else in the family take the garbage cans in? And I'm getting all worked up. And then, um, and then, I, and then I walk in the door, and I, I spew all this venom to everyone. I say, can't anybody do this? Why is it up to me to do everything around here? I work, I provide, and... Now I have to take out the gar- I have to take in the garbage cans. Okay, it's it's not just that, right? It's not just that. But the problem is, my my biggest problem is, I'm an engineer. Okay, that's the biggest problem. <laughs> okay, and w- you might wonder wonder what what does that have to do on it, with anything? Okay, it's because engineers like something. Okay, they actually like three things. Okay. It's, the first thing is they like something that starts with a D and ends in an A. Does anyone know what it is? It's data. Okay? People, engineers like data. Okay? The second thing engineers like, okay, they like graphing. Okay? You guys don't have any idea why I'm going with this. Um, they like graphing. Okay? And the third thing they like 
is interpolation. Okay? So here we go. If we graph life success on this axis and chronological years on this axis, okay, when, when your kids are five years old, you go, oh, they're doing a pretty good job. They're living their life and everything, right? And then you see, like, oh, okay, at 15 years, they're, they're progressing along as a 15-year-old. That's great. But what if, what if they don't take, take the trash cans back in, okay? <laughs> they, they, they moved from here to here, okay? Okay, now I'll talk about the interpolation part, right? So then you draw a line, and you go, oh my gosh, my people, my kids, they're not going to have jobs. They're going to be living on the streets. And then you go on and on and on. And you think, oh my gosh, my kids are going to be a failure in the life because they didn't take the garbage cans out, okay? So that's my problem, is I'm, I'm an engineer, and I, I not only live in just that second, but I'm living in the future thinking all the things that are going to go wrong in the future, right? I want to encourage us to not live a lifestyle of fear, okay, because I'm living in fear. In, in that particular example, the reason why I blow up at my kids is I'm living in fear of the future, okay? And we're going to have Al um, read, read a scripture. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with the, his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such, in such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place, because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Would you pray with me? Uh, Father, thank you for your holy word. Um, and, and I'm here because your holy word has a lesson for us, every, every single part of it. And um, it's so rich. And God, we pray that, that today the words of the Bible would speak to us and your Holy Spirit would be amongst us speaking to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what's going on here? Okay, here's, here's a map. Okay, here's Israel. Okay, and here's Aram, okay? Aram is modern day, who knows what country's there now? That's right, Syria. Modern day Syria is here, okay? And here's Israel. Okay, so the king of Aram is sending raiding parties, okay, to Israel and attacking the Israelites, okay? But the Israelites, the king of Israel knows where the, where the army's gonna be and everything because God is telling Elisha, and Elisha is telling the king, okay? So this is very good, right? Because in life, okay, knowledge is, anyone know? Power, right? Knowledge is power, right? Everybody, if you know where they're going to be, it's a good thing, right? Because you can plan your strategy accordingly. Okay, there's no one like God to, to tell you what's going on. No one like him. Not even... Google, right? Not even Google knows more than God, okay? Um, there's th I want you guys to think about this, okay? If you know, if God knows what's going on, okay, and you do have a God who knows everything, okay, and you have a God who is all-powerful, like he can do anything, right? And you have a God who wants what's best for you eternally, even though it may not be what you want, okay? Then what do we have to fear, okay? Because we have a God who knows everything, who's all-powerful, and wants what's best for us, okay? We need to always have that in our hearts, that God knows what's best for us, and he wants what's best for us. Okay, uh, we'll move on to the second point. Uh, Al. Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. 
when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, This is not the road, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. All right, thanks, Al. Um, so what's going on here? Okay, so here's, here's the map. Where's where Aram is? Here's a blow-up of the map, okay? So the king of Aram says, okay, well, we have a problem here. All our plans are being foiled by this Elisha guy, okay? Not, not God, but those Elisha guys. So let's go capture Elisha, right? So they go, okay, well, where is Elisha? Well, he's here in Dothan, okay? Here's Aram. So they're going to march, like, they're going to send all their chariots and surround the city of Dothan, right? So th that's what they do. They send the chariots, and, um, and, and then they're, they're, they're going to surround the city. And when they wake up, they're surrounded, okay? Now, Elisha is not me, okay? Because if it were me, I would be scared, right? You see all these chariots and everything, and you go, okay, well, what, what do we do? And you're, you're in a panic, right? But Elisha's not scared. Um, if, and, and remember, Elisha knows where the king of Aram is going, right? He knows that, he probably knew like a few, few days ago, like, oh, the king of Aram's going to be surrounding the city, right? And what does he do? He does nothing, right? He just takes a nap. I, I, I love those, those movies, right? Have, have you guys ever seen a movie where, like, they know the enemy is coming, and so then... They, they prepare the town folk to battle, battle the enemy, right? Have, raise your hand if you've seen a movie like that, okay? But, and, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, the town folk are, like, they, they're shooting guns and stuff, and they're, like, they don't know where to aim, they don't know how to load the gun, and at the end, they're, like, these fierce warriors, like, battling everyone. I love movies like that, right? But this is not the case, right? Elijah didn't say, oh, the king of, king of Aram is coming to Dotham. Let's, let's train all the people, right? He could have done that right? Or he could have said, hey, the king of Dothan is coming. Maybe I'll go to Samaria, right? Or maybe I'll go somewhere else so that the king of, king of Aram isn't going to catch me, right? I don't want him to catch me, right? But instead, he goes to bed at night just like he always does, right? Um, I, you know, I think the reason why, um, why I think like this, okay, is because I only think about the physical, okay? I think about oh, man, like, what if an arrow hits me, like, in, in the gut and I, like, bleed to death or something like that? <coughs> okay. Um, so, so, like I said, um, my, my thinking is get out of there. Um, call the army. Maybe the king can come and, um, and rescue us. Um, get the citizens ready to fight. Okay, but in actuality, the, Elisha is very calm. I actually picture him. He went to bed at night. Okay, how many, how many of you have trouble sleeping at night? Okay, sometimes, sometimes I, I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep for a few, few hours and then, and then I'll get up and go back to sleep. I know that um, there are several people that struggle with that. But I picture Elisha as super calm, right? He went to bed that night, got a good night's sleep, and in the morning he woke up, oh, there are a bunch of chariots out there, right? And his servant's going, hey, Elisha, there's a bunch of chariots out there. What did we do, right? And he's going, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. These guys are coming to kill us. What are we going to do, right? <laughs> okay, so I think the key behind that is, um, is this, okay? He says, don't be afraid. The prophet answered, that's Elisha. Those that are with us are more than those with them. Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes so that he may see. Then the Lord opened his, the servant's eyes and he looked around and he saw hills full of horses and ch chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
okay? So when you open your spiritual eyes, you see, like, God is, God is with us, right? A lot of times we only see the physical. We don't see the spiritual, okay? But actually, God is with us. Okay, I live in the physical world, okay? But there's actually another dimension, another reality, okay? We need to open our eyes to that reality. We need to have spiritual eyes so that we can see that God is at work. What do we worry about? What do we worry about? I worry about my kids' grades, right? We have this automated system on computers that's great nowadays, right? Like, you can check on your kids' grades. Like, and we check on those grades, like, every day, right? Like, um, when your kids have a missing assignment, it'll tell you that it has a missing assignment. So every single day, we're like, oh, did, 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 that, did they get credit for that assignment? Is their grade going up? Every single day, we're worried about that because we're thinking about that graph of success for our kids. We don't want our kids to be homeless, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. What else do we worry about? We worry about promotions and raises, right? We worry about all that kind of stuff. Do we, are we going to have enough money to pay for the mortgage? Or all this stuff that we're, we're stressed about. Brothers and sisters, I want you to close your physical eyes and open your spiritual eyes. Imagine a world where God loves us, where he's there to catch us every time when we fall. If we only believed, we wouldn't have to live our life in fear anymore. We could have a certain calmness that when, when things came our way, we could face it with calmness because we know that God is in control. All right. Um, so um, th- this, this next verse kind of sticks out to me too it, it's kind of almost comical to me um, as the enemy came down towards him Elisha prayed to the Lord strike this army with blindness so he struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked Elisha told them this is not the road and this is not the city follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for and he led them to Samaria. Okay, that's, that's kind of a comical story, right? Like, where, like first of all, Elisha, like, strikes, uh, or God, actually, strikes them all with blindness. And then, they, then they're kind of, like, like, going, like, where am I going? I can't see anything, right? They're all blind, right? And Elisha, the very guy that they're looking for, he goes, oh, you're looking for Elisha? He's not here, right? He goes, oh, come on, I'll, I'll lead you here. I'll, I'll grab your hand, and you can come with me, and I'll take you over to where he actually is. This actually isn't the city of Dothan. This isn't the city you're looking for. And he leads them on a 12-mile journey, okay, from, from Samaria to Dothan. It's about 12 miles. He leads them on a 12-mile journey. Like, I, I wonder what they were talking about along the way, right? Like, oh, the weather's really nice here in Israel, and, you know, that kind of thing. Never mind, you're trying to kill me, okay, but I'm going to lead you to, to a different city. Okay, so he leads them to Samaria, okay, and, and then, like, in Samaria, they're surrounded by all the Israelis with arms, tra- weapons trained on them, and then, like, and then their eyes are open, and then they're like, oh my gosh, we're surrounded. Um, but it's, it's really super interesting, right? Um, because when, when people are blind, they'll believe just about anything, right? Because... They, don't, they can't see what's going on, so they'll believe just about anything. Um, you know, I think that a lot of times we live our life kind of blind, right? We, we live our life blind to what's really going on. So, you know, a lot of times we believe just about anything that the world tells us, right? And then a lot of times we worry about a whole bunch of different things, okay? Um, I'm, I'm worried about, sometimes I worry about our church, right? I worry about, like, oh, man, is our church going to fall apart, right? Or are, are we wandering around in circles here? We've, we've, had, we've had kind of a, a nomadic church existence for, for 20, 25 years, right? It's like every, every Sunday we unpack this trailer, and then 
and then at the end we pack it all up again. We've had this kind of nomadic uh, existence, and we're kind of like wandering around, right? Um, sometimes I feel like that, you know, but I think that God has a plan for us, right? And, and the more important thing is he's here with us right now, okay? He's here with us at Harvest Community Church right now, okay? The, the, the thing that I like most about this passage, the most valuable prayer, one of the most valuable prayers we can ever have, okay, is not like, oh, like help my voice get better, help um, people, um, all, like, like treating God as a vending machine, but actually, one of the most important prayers that we can ever pray is this. Open our eyes so that we can see. Open our eyes so that we can see. Because it's not about the situation that we're in. It's not about the actual facts. It's about who we're with. It's about God with us. Okay? Once we have a perspective like God, it changes everything. Okay? We can see things like Elijah. We can have a certain calmness to every situation. Okay? The, the panic that we have... The panic that we have is the thing that causes really bad situations. Okay, when we face everything with a certain calmness, everything is going to be okay because we have God. God has us. Now, when the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, Shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill those? You, you have captured with their own sword or bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them, and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them on their way, and they returned to their master. So the bands of Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. Okay. This is a very interesting way to end, right? It's a very interesting way to end because... What do you do when somebody tries to capture you to kill you, right? If they don't actually capture you and kill you, okay, you think, oh my gosh, maybe this time they didn't, they, I lucked out, right? Maybe next time I won't be so lucky. So what do you do? You kill them, right? You put their head on a stone and chop their head off or something like that, right? Okay, that's, that's the way the world thinks, okay? That's the way the world, that's the way of the world, okay? So, why does the king of Israel ask my father, shall I kill them? Why does he ask Elisha? Okay? Why does the king ask Elisha? I think it's because he has a certain amount of trust in Elisha, right? He knows, like, Elisha told him the right thing to do so many times. This is, this is a really good thing to do, it's, Go to, go to somebody wiser than you to get some advice on the matter. Okay? What's, what's Elisha's response? He says, don't kill them. Instead, give them a meal. It's a very strange response, right? Why did he do this? Why did Elisha say, give them a meal? Let them eat. Let them, not just a meal, it's like a feast, Right? It's because when you're in control, when you know that God is in control, you can have grace. You can have mercy. It's not the way of the world. What was the result of having grace? Okay, what's the result in this story? Okay, actually, there were no raiding parties for many, many years, right? Because can you imagine what happened? Okay, all the people, like the, the Aram, Aram army, they, they were in Samaria, they're all super scared. All the bows and arrows, all the, all the swords drawn against them. And then everyone puts down their weapons and they share a meal together. Right? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? And then they, they, their emotions must be, oh my gosh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden, oh man, we're enjoying this meal together. Isn't that a great thing? Isn't that a great picture? Okay, and then they go back, they go back to Aram, and then they tell, they tell everyone, oh, like, they had us, 
there was nothing we could do against them. And then they, they shared a meal with us. Okay, isn't that a great thing? Because when we have grace, it improves our relationships. Okay? Um, it's, it's, a really, uh, it's a really amazing thing. Um, because this is, this is our way. This is our way as Christians. Because God is in control, this is our way, mercy and grace. Okay, maybe somebody's going to rip you off for a dollar or two at the market or something. Okay, how do you answer? Grace. Maybe somebody fouls me on the basketball court or something like that. What's the answer to that? Grace. Okay, maybe uh, your neighbors who leave a piece of dog poop on your lawn, I hate that, right? What's the answer to that? Grace, right? My, my dad, when, when, uh, when I was a kid, he got so mad at my neighbors for leaving their dog poop on, on, our, on our lawn, he took a shovel and he put it on the front doorstep, right? <laughs> because, I mean, my dad is a changed man. That's how he was. <laughs> That's how he was years ago. But God has changed his heart, so he doesn't have to do stuff like that anymore, right? How would it feel to go to a church where everyone was so calm, where everyone extended grace? How would it feel? Wouldn't the people of the world come in and, and say, oh my gosh, I feel so relaxed there. People aren't scurrying around. They aren't like mad at each other all the time. There's grace. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell a story. Um, to shed an example of, to show an example of grace, okay? And it's the same story, okay? It's the conclusion of the story. And you guys remember it, right? I'm, um, so I'm, I walk in the door, my face is red, and I'm yelling at everybody and, um, and everything. And, uh, and my kids, they're, bless them, they're, they're great. Like, because if, if, if I were being yelled at my dad, what, what do most people do when they're getting yelled at? They yell back, right? My, so my daughter, my, my family, uh, they endure this, I don't know, two-minute tirade about how, like, how I'm working a long day, work 12 hours, my boss is mad at me, and, and, nobody, and nobody takes the, the, the trash cans in, right? And so they just listen. They just let me vent, right? And then at the, at the very, at the very, after I finish saying everything, my, um, my daughter says, Dad, today is Monday. We took the trash cans out. Because tomorrow is garbage day. Yeah, yeah, right, Tanya says the graph goes like that. <laughs> no, but, but isn't that great that um, rather than responding with, um, with more anger and more like escalating the whole situation, she waited for me to finish and she very calmly told me that they took the trash cans out, okay? I felt that big, right? <laughs> But it also felt very, um, I felt very good because she responded to me with, they responded to me with grace, right? They didn't get mad at me. They just responded to me with grace. That was, um, that was something really special for me. Uh-oh. Um, those, of, those of you who know me, this is the hardest part for me, a conclusion, right? <laughs> okay, so pray for me. <laughs> Okay, um, so don't live your lifestyle, your life, in a lifestyle of fear. Don't spend your life extrapolating the future. Okay, rather than extrapolating the future, let's spend a little more time in the present. Okay, let's not worry about what's. Let's not worry about what's beyond beyond here. Let's say we're right here right now. Let's not worry about this stuff. Why shouldn't we worry about that? 
Because God is in control. God's in control of the future. Okay? Um, when we know that God is in control, we can be calm. We can be secure. Okay? And we can show people mercy and grace. Imagine what a great church we would have if we were different than, than the people of the world. Imagine if we all had spiritual eyes to see the future. Not just, not just what we see in this physical world. Okay? If we could see in the, in the spiritual, we could see the loss, we could see the hurting, and we can address them there. You know what I love to see here? I love to see it when, um, when people actually connect. When people um, see that their brother or sister is hurting, and I love to see it when they're praying for each other, presenting, presenting requests to the master. I love to see that. Because it's all about exposing our fears and opening our eyes to, to God. Because God is in control. Um, let's close here. Um, we'll ask the worship team to come up. I'll pray for us. Father, thank you, because um, you know everything. You are in control of everything. Thank you that we don't need to live a whole lifestyle of fearing, that we can live um, in the present um, and not be afraid. We can be calm. We can extend grace and mercy. Um, thank you for what this means to us. Thank you for the passage, the word of God that speaks to us. Um, we pray that, um, that we would be a people of faith, not of fear. That we would live lifestyle, a lifestyle of faith and not fear. God, thank you uh, most of all because you are in control of all things. In Jesus' name. Continue worshiping the Lord together with the giving back to God time. Those ushers are going to come forward. If you've uh, filled out that welcome card, you just drop it in the bag as it's going by. and We will pray for you, particularly this, this week, Wednesday, as we, uh, or a couple weeks as we gather for the prayer circle. newer song today called Broken Vessels. And in particular, I'd like us to kind of focus on the, the uh, chorus part. Some of the words are familiar to us. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, I can see you now I can see the love in your eyes laying yourself down raising up the broken to life just what we heard from God's word today that God would open up our spiritual eyes to him all these pieces all these pieces broken and scattered in mercy gathered mended and whole empty handed but not forsaken I've been set free I've been set free amazing saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I am 
jars of clay. So take this heart, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like was lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see oh I can see you now oh I can see the love in your eyes laying yourself down up the broken to grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I once was lost, but now I found, was blind, but now I see. I can see you now. Oh, I can see the love in your eyes, laying yourself down, raising up the broken to life. Amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Oh, I can see you now. can see the love in your eyes, laying yourself down, raising up the broken to life. Oh, I can see you. Oh, I can see you now. I can see the love in your eyes, laying yourself down, raising up the broken to life. Lord, we are here, broken pieces brought together, jars of clay earthen vessels, 
and hold this great treasure. Lord, our lives are about pointing to you. There's nothing that we need to fear. We don't need to live a lifestyle of fear. Lord, help us just to live that life of faith. Let's all stand together. You hear me. You hear me when I call. You are my morning song. Though darkness fills the night, it cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy underneath.
And Lord, we give you thanks for you are the God of angel armies. Pastor Gary, would you pray us out, please?